This is Diapers and Disciples, Episode 1. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today I'm chatting with Sarah Driver about working from home, prayer, and life after ministry. And friends, if you have recently transitioned from a life in full-time ministry or the nonprofit world to life as a mama, you are going to love this episode. For links to everything that we chat about in today's episode, visit diapersanddisciples.com. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Thanks so much for chatting with me. Yeah, I'm excited. This is great, Amber. This is uh, kind of a fun experience because we are in Minnesota um, visiting, and Cameron's here kind of for a work trip as well, and we're actually staying with the drivers, so it's um, just been a special and fun week, and so we get to do this in person, which is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So much fun. Um, So Sarah and I have known each other for a while. We met through an organization called Net Ministries and um, have been kind of friends since then. And um, so I'd love to maybe start there and you could tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about um, how you kind of transitioned from your life in ministry Mm -hmm. um, to your life at, at home and also working from home. Yeah. Okay. So I so I served with uh, with Net Ministries as a missionary right out of college, and then the next year, um, so I was on a team of missionaries, and then the next year I worked as a um, a member of mission staff. So I supervised other missionaries, and then um, I actually worked on the full time staff the year after that for the next couple of years. Um, got married, continued working there, but then. When we had our first child, Athanasius, he's now two and a bit, <laughs> then um, I was able actually to transition from uh, working full-time in the office to uh, my boss made it happen that I could work full-time from home while also being a full-time mother, which was a little bit crazy. <laughs> um, and honestly, yeah. looking back, then I was like, man, that was that was really hard, but you know, the Lord provides grace where you need it if you are (laughs) asking for it. Um, So I did that full-time for about six months, and then from there I was down to part-time for another six months. And then um, in the midst of that, I actually started a a social marketing business called Arbonne and transitioned from working for NET to just doing my Arbonne business, only part-time hours, and that's currently what I'm still doing. Okay, great. So... um, Maybe we can talk a little bit about, like, the practicals of working from home. Yeah. Like, maybe even um, as far back as when you were working full-time with NET from home and then full-time as a mom as well. <laughs> like, how you figured yeah. that out. And then now doing Arbon and being a mom of two now. So. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so when I was full time with Net, then thankfully Athanasius is a very good sleeper. So when, especially when he was really little, so I went back to work when he was about um, nine weeks old, and so I would just like get on my computer as soon as he was down for morning, afternoon, late afternoon naps, mm-hmm. um, and just be you know on the clock from there. I was also an hourly employee, so every minute kind of counted. Oh yeah. Um, So that was, it was a challenge, but I think in a lot of ways it was really good because um, 
we were more consistent with, okay, this kid needs to sleep and he needs to like be able to put himself to sleep. So we're really going to focus on sleep training and this is what we're going to do for the sake and sanity, like for my sake and sanity. Um, And that was really good because also it gave me more motivation than just this is a good thing to do, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um, And more of a timely thing for that. But then, so it was difficult in some ways because I couldn't like go out for a walk with other moms or something because I'd be, as soon as he needs to go to sleep, he needs to be (laughs) in bed because I need to be on the clock. Um, So it was good, but it was, um, it, it definitely taught me a lot of how we had to be ordered. Like we had to you know, put a date night on the calendar for me and my husband, uh, Dan, to be able to make sure that we were seeing each other um, and to make that a non-negotiable that it had to happen. And we had to, you know, look at how do we meal plan so that we eat food and like how do we um, really be able to communicate effectively as well because it was my first time being a mother and I was also working um, 35 to 40 hours a week. So it was, um, it really... Um, was the catalyst to, okay, we need to communicate really effectively, me and my husband, of how do we need to um, to live, to organize the household tasks. It also definitely taught me a lot about um, I cannot actually do everything, no matter how much I think <laughs> I can. Um, I'm not called to be Wonder Woman, and I don't have supernatural powers. So um, definitely had to learn, and I'm still learning because I'm very much more of like a I can just I can just do it myself. Like just get it done. Type A, right. choleric, like whatever. The whole kit and caboodle. Um, but to learn how to ask my husband for help with things, though sometimes it kills me. It gives him a a practical avenue of how to serve me. So mm-hmm. it was yeah. So crazy in the um, in the the midst of that working full time. Um, but also it was very good and had a lot of blessings and allowed us to be able to put more money towards saving and um, doing these things. And um, and then in transitioning down to being part-time, that was really well-timed because my son was napping less. And so it was less um, less pressure on, listen, child, you need to still sleep. Right. Like, and I need to you know work every evening. Um, so it was a lot more, um, a lot less stressful. Hmm. Not that whole time that I was working part-time for NET, then I had started up my Arbonne business and then just dovetailed just over a year ago into solely working my Arbonne business. So I only do that now during um, nap time. So we have two children now. Um, Athanasius is just over two. Philomena is almost 10 months. And so now I just do Arbonne during nap time slash uh, maybe two or three, maybe four, depending on the week, two, two or three evenings per week okay um so and it's cool because that's more of it's not I'm on the clock and I'm writing a time card um but instead it's okay where is the time needed to go and I have a lot more control over how I leverage my time and I like it more as well so it's a lot easier to do so um it's definitely been a blessing and it's way more sustainable even as as our family lord willing grows from here it's still doable. So that's great. Yeah. Um, maybe you can tell us a little bit about Arbonne and um, what it is and how you heard about it. And sure. Yeah. So um, I have three sisters actually who also have a business with Arbonne. It's a health and wellness company. It's it's kind of like the Whole Foods of Mary Kay is the closest way I can oh, okay. be able to liken it if you've ever heard that's of great. Mary Kay. So it's a, a social marketing business. So my sister Grace is my sponsor in the business. So she's just taught me the ropes of how to do 
you know, parties and how to do, um, to learn about the products, how to do sales, how to do um, reaching out to other people about the business, mm. that kind of thing. Um, and I really love it because it's very much sort of a, um, like, especially with my background in ministry, it's been cool because I've been ministered to by my mm. sister and by those who are above her. Um, I've lucked out in having a very solid Christian group of women that I'm also doing this That's business awesome. with. Um, and then I'm able to disciple and to teach others and to love them. Like if there is um, one girl who's on my team, actually. I just had a conversation with her the middle of this past week. She she just got married yesterday, and she doesn't have any older sisters. So it was really cool just be before we had, like, a business conversation, like, what do you need? Like, do you want to hash anything out? Do you need to cry about yeah. anything? Like, is there anything that, that I can help you with? I've gotten married before. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, you yeah. have it. Like, is there any That's way that awesome. I can help you? She's like, actually, yes, let's talk about this or whatever. So yeah. it's just such a blessing to to be able to be not only, you know, a teacher in this way, but also to be a sister and to be an older sister at that in, in a lot of ways. So, um, but yeah, so Arban, this is sort of derailed from your initial <laughs> question, great. but it's, um, so we do everything from um, anti-aging skincare to hair care, nutrition, um, just health and wellness, the whole kit and caboodle, cosmetics, baby care. Pretty much if you put it on or in your body, Arbonne has something okay. that works with it. So, um, yeah, but I absolutely love it. I was convinced that I would hate it, but I'm almost embarrassed how much I love it. <laughs> Classic little That's sister great. where three of my sisters also do it. Like, I'm never doing that. And then it's been a huge blessing. So, Oh, that's awesome. It, humble pie tastes better than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, okay, so you were saying that they, so right now your work is mostly after the kids go to bed yeah. or while they're napping. Mm-hmm. But I, you mentioned to me, and I think it was one of your sisters that has... Um, three kids maybe and mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. also kind of has a strategy of like reaching a goal with her yeah. oldest child could mm-hmm. you talk a little bit about that yeah so that's my sister Grace she has um, a five year or a six, almost six year old and twin almost four year olds and she's also pregnant with another baby on the oh, way great. so she's busy and her kids have so much personality um, so what she does with her oldest so she has a goal every month that she wants to set and she wants to make in her business and her oldest son Cyrus is her helper in that so what she does yeah. is she has the goal for him of being able to pick out a Lego set on Amazon for like $20 he has a $20 price range but he only gets to pick that out if she hits her goals. So what she does is when she's working hard towards her big goal, is what she says to him, um, he's almost six, so he's, you know, he, he gets it enough, yeah. um, then he helps with her twin daughters. Like, he, he gets keeps them occupied when it's quiet time. He helps them get a snack. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... And then at the beginning of the next month when she's, you know, fresh plate and her, her big goal hasn't been gotten yet, then he's like, all right, Mom, you know, we're going to... we got to work towards that goal. <laughs> How are we doing? Make sure we're putting in the effort. we got to, like, keep things organized, you know, and, um, and he's able to pick out a new Lego set each month because of that. So I love, love, love that idea because not only is it showing him um, this is how you work hard towards a big thing um, but it's welcoming him into that to that work and it's um, you know there's nothing like a child to be a good reminder (laughs) if they get locked onto an idea of something that's important then he's going to be a better reminder than you know any phone alarm that you set or any um, maybe any even any other grown-up in your life kids are persistent so I love that idea this is how she not only welcomes her son into helping her, but it 
it's it's a teaching point for him as well of how do I set goals and work towards them and achieve them and what happens when I don't achieve them how do I modify that to do better the next time so yeah I thought that was pretty cool that's neat and I love that he's just around six too because Mm -hmm. I mean it's easy to think I mean I'm even realizing with my kids that they can actually do more than I give them credit for so as a six-year-old like being able to set a goal and Mm -hmm. work towards it and help out with the kids is just awesome. I I love that. It's so empowering for him as a, as a child too, growing up. So that's really neat. Mm -hmm. Um, okay. So backtracking a little bit, I did want to ask you about, um, your time in ministry and how that impacted, um, your marriage and family. Um, are there certain things maybe that you learned with your time with NET that have kind of funneled into your marriage and family life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like there's so much that I draw upon from my years in ministry that I need today. Like I've likened it in the past to be like, like until my vocation hit, like until I got married, I was kind. It was kind of like I was in boot camp for like Marine recons. Like <laughs> I had this intense training of. I need to learn these things. So like for my marriage, it's, I need to learn how to communicate. I need to learn how to say I'm sorry when I've wronged someone. I mm-hmm. need to know how to ask someone to say they're sorry when they've wronged me. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to learn how to be disciplined. I need to learn how to pray at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to learn to pray at uh, specific times. Yeah. Um, and then like when I got married, it was like now I'm in the field and I know how to do these things, but there's not anything really that teaches you as much as doing the thing and being in the field. So now I'm a, I'm a stay-at-home wife and mother and I run a small business, but um, but so much of my life is hidden mm-hmm. and, it, and it's in those times that I need that training to really draw upon. I need to still communicate effectively. I need mm-hmm. to still pray every day. Like I need to still... Um, say I'm sorry and to be humbled in that like I it but there's all of these things that I learned um, and more specifically because I was in ministry and like specifically serving in a group with other people that we were taught these things Um, but just things that you need to thrive like you need to learn in order to do well in ministry and to not be burned out Mm. I think the same is true of if you want to thrive in marriage and motherhood and not be burned out you need to know how to do those different elements. So I'm very thankful for mm. all of the the work that went into my preparation in ministry and the like what I learned because now it's it's what I need to draw upon. Like no, I do know that I need the Lord. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's nothing like being a mother to know that you really need the right. Lord when you don't <laughs> sleep and when everyone's screaming at once and Sometimes I just sit on the floor and sing, Lord, I need you. Yeah. <laughs> and, and my son is knows almost all the words to that <laughs> because oh, I, I it. sing it and everyone calms down, including me. And it's the most, mm. most pure prayer that I can pray. Mm. Um, that's also a trick from my sister, Grace, who the same one who does the goals with her right. son. Because um, sometimes that's all that you can do. I love that. Um, yeah, but so, definitely so much. What does your prayer life look like um, from, yeah, transitioning to maybe being single and being in ministry to now Mm -hmm. um, having a family and working yeah how do you pray and when what does that look like yeah so pre-marriage and family then I would pray for probably like an hour every day no exceptions like I would sit down and read the readings for the day or maybe like um the a reflection on that um and then journal about it and 
talk out my thoughts with the Lord. Sometimes I'd have a spiritual something spiritual to read as well in addition to the to the mass readings um but I love journaling I'm such an external processor Mm. and that's really helpful for me to to organize my thoughts and get them all to be coherent um but now with with small children I just had a conversation with um with a priest recently about uh how prayer life needs to sometimes morph Mm. from when you are single and a missionary to when you are married with small children. Cause, um, and I know some non-negotiables for me. Like I need to have a sit down by myself, no kids around, prayer time. Yeah. And I don't know yet how to make sure that that happens every day. And that's just my, my lack of discipline or my um, ongoing growth of trying to, I'm such a creature of habit too. And I sure, want it to still look yeah. like it used to. Mm. Um, but trying to have, grace with myself of how do I do this still and a lot of times that has to look like I need to ask for help I need Mm. to ask my husband if he can get up now with the kids and then I'll take 20 minutes in our room by myself and um, nobody needs me for 20 minutes everyone should be fine for 20 minutes (laughs) Um, but that has to be me being humbled and not just being superwoman and being able to do everything and that's something I'm still learning how Mm. to do um, to swallow my pride and to ask for help But then sometimes how it looks is that, you know, sitting on the floor and praying, Lord, I need you, because I need to pray at all times as a mother as well, because there is so much grace for the taking, but I just need to ask for it. And I'm not very good at asking for it yet. So my prayer is shifting and I'm not sure how it's supposed to look, but, um, but I think a lot of it is just asking the Lord for help in the moment, but also having a consistent time to sit down and to to pray. So part of that is just, I need more discipline and getting up before the kids get up in the morning. And that's something that I've been wrestling my flesh with of, do I really need this much more sleep, even though it's only 6am? Like, Mm -hmm. or do I need to get up and make sure that it happens? And then sleep regression happens and everything's thrown out the window. (laughs) (laughs) So the Lord is gracious and merciful, but there's grace for the taking there. Hmm. I love that. I love what you said about it kind of morphing, how it's still mm-hmm. essential, but it like morphs in different mm-hmm. stages of your life. It looks a little different. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that. Um, something I forgot to mention at the beginning mm-hmm. is that um, you and your husband were both working for NET. Yeah. And now he still works for them in, in a ministry position and um, your home. So I kind of wanted to ask you a little bit about that, what that looks like. Um, do you have any sort of like pull towards because you feel like oh he's still in ministry and your ministry now looks a little different so Mm -hmm. yeah yeah do you have anything to say maybe about that yeah so um it's it's interesting because I'm very much an extrovert and I love to be in the end of what's going on because I also know that net life because I was part of it for so long um, in all of the different aspects of being a missionary, being on staff. Like I used to get the fun emails of like, this is what's going on and now I don't know what's going on. And and (laughs) Dan is really good about keeping work at work and keeping home at home. And Mm -hmm. I love that he's so good at those boundaries because it means that he'll do well in ministry and be able to serve effectively. But then I'm nosy and I want to know what's going (laughs) on and, you know, what's what's happening and... um, 
like look at the schedules and everything. So part of it is fun because Nat's very family oriented. So I'm able to come with the kids at certain times and Mm. be able to participate um, in different events or like a cookout with the missionaries at specific times in the year. But also it's been cool because um, since Dan is, what his position is he's in charge of a lot of the supervisors for the net teams. And those supervisors are all young adults. They're all single. Um, None of them are married. And recently and over the past couple years especially every once in a while I'll get a text or a phone call from one of the women missionaries on who or one of the women mission staff who Dan supervises and they'll want to go to coffee or they'll want to ask my opinion on something Mm. or whatever and I think just that that little foot in the door of being at those different events um has been such a blessing because I do love ministry like I have such a I have such a heart for loving women, and I have different experiences that they want to draw at least my experience from. And so that's mm-hmm. been cool because it's not all the time. It's not something I can do all the time because my time is spent elsewhere, and I have different priorities now, and that's a good thing. Um, but it's cool to still be able to have a bit of um, a bit of presence there where it's needed, and the the trouble is to keep it just where it's needed and not to overextend like oh let's do all this Um, and at some points it's hard because Dan has to travel for work or like next week he's going on a camping trip with just the men on mission staff and I'm by myself at home with the kids but in some ways that's also a mission for me where Dan's Mm. going and he's pouring out his life and I'm home and I can pour out my life Um, and then we can come together afterwards and be able to receive from the other and come together as it's still our family mission. If we feel called to be at net, we feel called to be here. And so, um, it's cool because the Lord, the Lord blesses when you give him your heart, <laughs> when you yeah. give him your work, um, he still does good things with it. Yeah. Wow. I love that. That's great. And that's so neat that you still have an opportunity occasionally to minister to yeah. young women. And mm-hmm. also now from your state of life, you know, being a few steps ahead, maybe, of where yeah. these women are at right now to be able to speak into their lives. That's beautiful. Yeah, it's funny because I've always been the youngest of my friends. So it's funny oh. being on, like, the older end yeah. of, oh, yeah, I've done things that you haven't done yet. <laughs> I guess I know a few more things, maybe. Right. <laughs> maybe. This is my experience. I don't know if it's helpful. Mm. Um, but it is cool, yeah. I love that. Um, okay, so turning gears a little bit again, I really wanted to ask you, about baking Mm -hmm. so let me set this up a little bit because Sarah did a she has this awesome bread recipe and she did a Facebook live video (laughs) and it had like a thousand or more views it was ridiculous (laughs) so ridiculous and and then after that for weeks people were sharing on your Facebook wall pictures of their bread that they dozens of people it was was crazy that is it's just crazy and um yeah so you love baking and Mm -hmm. um how like have you always loved baking or is it something that came about recently or yeah so I've I've always loved baking. I think, um, I remember just like when I was younger, my dad would sometimes look in the cookie pot and if it was empty, then I'd be like, oh, I'll make cookies. <laughs> Cause he just, like we would call him the cookie monster. He loves cookies. And so I would just like be that, like fill that need. Right. And then I remember the first time I made like a cherry pie. My mom was gone. It was one of my sister's birthday. 
Um, and so I was like, oh, I'll make a cherry pie. And it was the ugliest thing ever, but it, <laughs> but it tasted good. And so yeah. then I learned like, mom, how do you do this crust? Like, how do you figure, how do you do this? Um, and just learning from her, my mom was always very good about, um, you know, letting us in the kitchen with her, teaching us things. Um, and so then from there, I think especially as, um, as a mom, I think I've found that baking is a way to love myself because it's something I really enjoy and it's something I can do when the kids are awake. Mm. Um, and someday maybe I'll have enough patience to let them help me. <laughs> so, uh, currently, Athanasius will just throw measuring spoons into the mixer as it's going. So um, until the day that he can actually, you know, follow instructions. Um, then it's something I just I just do by myself, but they can be awake. But um, yeah, it's just something I really love. I found a really easy recipe that it requires five minutes, literally, to bake your like I, I timed it <laughs> to make to make bread every day, um, and it tastes way better and it's way cheaper than any kind of store bought bread. It's easier to just make bread than just have Dan pick it up on his way home from work. Yeah. Um, and we eat bread for like everything. I hope that we never develop a gluten allergy because I don't know what we would eat. <laughs> um, but yeah, but I just absolutely love it. it. And it's been so funny to me to see like, now sometimes if I see people I haven't seen in a while, then they'll talk about my bread. <laughs> like, cool, yeah. That's like, so great. But it was such a delight to be like, I'm helping people bake. They didn't know, like in yeah. the video I have like both kids and like holding Philomena the whole time yeah. Athanasius like following me around so I think part of it was like if this crazy woman can bake bread I can too <laughs> um, but yeah it was really fun but I love I love baking I love mm-hmm. that um so since then you've kind of developed um just like a little side uh page on Facebook mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. a bake with me mm-hmm. um uh feed I guess yeah and um so you still do uh, little videos every once in a while yes. where you're baking mm-hmm. something and people can watch. And, yeah. Okay. That's yeah, it's so, so fun. fun. I haven't done it in a while. I should do. But just like all the, all of our favorites that we do, like uh, banana brand muffins or um, an English biscuit. My, my husband's English. So an English yeah. cookie called um, Hobnobs. We found like developed a recipy for them because <laughs> you can't really buy them out here and yeah. they taste better than store-bought. Um and that kind of thing. So just like the fun little things that we do. None of them are as easy as bread, but it's still doable while the kids are awake. So I still do it. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't even really know. Do you, do you find that there's a difference between like English, like British baking and like American baking? Yeah, it's funny. Like in something like cake, I've never liked American cake. I think mm. it is gross. Like it's boring. It's just like a load of sugar. <laughs> this is just me. Some people, yeah, some people love cake and more power to you. But yeah. <laughs> um, but just like a sugary frosting on top and then just like a boring sponge cake. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just thinking like birthday cake, like your average sure. birthday cake. But British cake is packed with butter. <laughs> and butter <laughs> makes everything more delicious. So if you have, you know, butter, flour, eggs, and sugar, you have something British that will taste really good. Um, So I've just delighted in finding the things that, especially because we live in America and my husband's British, I like to be able to find a way of bringing home Mm. to him um, and by, you know, baking a more classic British thing. And that's also more cost effective because you're homemaking it. And it's something I really enjoy. So it's been fun to to be able to find his favorites and find a recipe for it and a way to make it make it happen yeah that's awesome Mm -hmm. and something I love whenever we come over to the drivers and all week we've been having tea because we have (laughs) tea every day like (laughs) several well maybe not several times a day day. (laughs) (laughs) so it's great I I just Mm -hmm. love that that's so 
so fun. Um, how is it having his family, so uh, your kids, grandparents, Dan's parents, mm-hmm. um, and relatives in England, and your family being here in a different state, actually? Yeah. So um, do you guys travel often, or how do you make a point to kind of connect with? Yeah. So we do our best to get over to England once a year. Um, and I think we, we've, we've averaged about the same in going home to visit my family. So I'm in Minnesota. My family's mainly in Michigan, um, though we both actually have some family in California. Dan's brother's there, and I have two sisters there. Um, so we try our best to make it happen to, to go and visit. And But there's also the, you know, the, the beauty of FaceTime or Skype with um, yeah. people who aren't like when we're not able to go and visit and sometimes it's tough because like it's I mean we're raising a family kind of by ourselves in a lot of ways Um, but in the same breath it's been a blessing because we're able to really form our family Mm. and um, be able to choose how we do things and what traditions we want to do and um, so that's been a blessing but then there's the times when like everyone's throwing up and no one can come over and help us because we're not going to be like quick you know come help us and infect your own family like we can't really do that (laughs) Um, but so there's there are definitely upsides and downsides but we've done our best to make family an important thing to to be able to talk to them frequently though we can Mm. always get better at that um and especially with time zones being crazy, if yeah. going overseas, then that is um, we still make it happen. Dan's all is definitely really good at making sure we call up his parents and um, chat with them if it's a Saturday or a Sunday. Mm. It's easier to do time wise. Um, yeah, it's difficult, but it's there are a lot of blessings there, and and we definitely do feel like we're called to be here. Mm. Um, so just trying to trust in the Lord there and take the take the next thing as it comes. Mm-hmm. That's great. Thanks. Um, so I have a few questions that I like to end with that I like a- ask mm-hmm. like to ask all my guests. So um, I'll go ahead and ask you those now. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why? I think that my favorite part of my home, I don't know if this counts because it's outside, but the yeah, our count. entire like our entire yard right now. So my husband definitely has a green thumb. I like weeding and he likes planting. So <laughs> it works That's out good. really That's well. A good balance. Yeah, I love bringing order out of chaos and weeding but he's much more of like the plant doctor where he'll like Ah. trim the things that don't need to be there that are causing harm and um but our garden has just been flourishing this year he has this vision of like English cottage garden in his Mm. head and I think he planted five rose bushes this year but which has been such a delight um and we also just have this lovely like back patio that has comfortable chairs and this little um awning over it so we we love to sit out there it's like a different room on the house Mm. um but it's just a very beautiful place. Um, Dan just has definitely a knack for bringing beauty um, and creating it where there was none. So that's my favorite place to be. And plus, it's nice to just, you know, send the kids outside. And our yard is thankfully fenced in, so you can be like, okay, go play. And right. then I can um, do my thing or be able to hang out with them as well. But I do love it. It's a beautiful, mm-hmm. peaceful place. And plus, growing your own food is so fun, too. We have a lot of... Um, vegetables growing right now and the they're just thriving going mm. crazy um so it's been really fun 
Yeah, I love that. Being here this week, you have so many different things growing, and it'll just be, you know, time for a meal, and it's like, oh, go out to the, we'll just go out to the garden and grab, you <laughs> yeah, know, all yeah. different kinds of lettuce for our <laughs> yeah, salad yeah. or um, whatever it is. So that's just such a, a fun thing, and to be able to do that. And it's beautiful yard. My kids have been enjoying it as well. It's been so going fun. Going out to play, so that's yeah. been great. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, that gardening is a shared thing between you and your husband. Yeah. I love that, mm-hmm. that you like different aspects of it, and it's something you just share together. Yeah, it's like so last fun. night, we were like, well, what should we do? And I was like, well, we could go and weed the vegetable beds. And Dan was like, oh, yeah. And so <laughs> we went outside. I had my bucket. Dan is like looking up, okay, is this a disease on this tomato plant? Like, what should I trim? And wow. um, just doing our little things together. But like, gardening with each other, even if we're not, mm. you know, like doing the same thing together or right. something. But it's fun to be able to to bring to bring life together. Yeah. Like, and it's, it's cool to, to do that with him. But it's, it's quality time at its finest like random conversation here and there or just being with one another it's good yeah I love that that's Mm -hmm. fun um okay what is something that you have been loving recently recently um if (laughs) seems kind of maybe ridiculous or I feel like a stereotype but the great british baking show has been (laughs) capturing my heart recently and I'll even go so far like we don't watch a lot of shows very much um and Dan has never watched it with me um (laughs) though I'm still trying to get him to but um sometimes it'll be when Athanasius wakes up from his nap if he's grumpy or if he's still a little bit cuddly then I'll say, should we get a graham cracker and watch the Great British Baking Show? <laughs> and you're like, baking. <laughs> so we'll turn on the Great British Baking Show. And it's so fun because it's such a, I don't know, it's taught me different things in the baking realm. Um, but it's also just a, just an easy, simple show to pick up and put down, mm. even if you only watch 10 minutes. Um, so that's, that's, yeah, that's been really fun. I love that. I haven't mm-hmm. seen it yet, but I'm going to have to check it out. Yeah, you have a few to. people have mentioned it. Mm-hmm, it's so. fun. Okay, um, do you have any mom hacks to share or something that's making your life easier right now? Yeah, so one of my things that I like to do, especially since I work a business from home, is to organize my day into things that I can do while the babies are awake and things I must do while the babies are asleep. Mm. So I look at, you know, what is what are the things I want to do today, whether that be you know, going through the next size of clothes for Athanasius or Philomena, or um, I want to clean the bathroom, or I want to, um, you know, I have to work, follow up with these people and do this thing for my business. Um, Then I typically just do Arbonne during nap time, but I find a way to make the things that are doable for, um, for the rest of life during when the kids are awake. And if you get creative with it, it's definitely doable. Like if, if I'm cleaning, I just want to make sure I use, like, non-toxic cleaning stuff, and then I can do that while the kids are awake and around and licking the stuff I just washed, you know? Right, yeah. Um, as kids are wont to do. Um, and then, you know, they love they love baking with me. Or if I'm making, like, we make tortillas a lot, which is kind of random, um, but making a tortilla, and then I give them one to eat while I yeah. finish the rest, and that keeps them occupied. That's great. Um, and that kind of thing. So just having a mindset of I can do a lot more if I know when I need to do the different things in my day. So, yeah, so that's been, that's my hack. <laughs> that's great. I love it. Um, okay, so that was the last question, but I kind yeah. of want to throw one more in. Yeah. Because you were just sharing with me beforehand. Um, just, I think this would be a great encouragement. It was an encouragement to me and to other moms, too, about how sometimes it's easy to fall into, um, like, mediocrity, maybe, in um, a job, uh, like, 
being a mom that's a little bit more hidden. Mm-hmm. So maybe you can share a little bit, if you don't mind, yeah. um, just with what we were sharing before, because I think that'd be such an encouragement to moms listening. So. Yeah, yeah. So something that I noticed in myself, so I've only been a mom for as long as Athanasia's been alive, so two-ish years, but something I've been seeing more recently is um, it can be very sneakily easy to kind of just drift into mediocrity in your personal life when you're a stay-at-home mom in particular. Mm -hmm. Um, Because even though being a mom is like the hardest and most important job that we'll ever do, Mm -hmm. um, it's still one that it doesn't require the things that maybe living a life outside of that would require. So like, for example, I know that it's not necessary that I wake up before the kids wake up. So I make sure I pray and organize my day and maybe like read a chapter of a book Mm -hmm. um, that will grow me as a person. Um, But if I, I can just easily more sleep in until one of my babies screams me awake, you know, Um, or it's not absolutely necessary that I really get anything done around the house. I can just, you know, sit here and watch Moana, you know, Um, and it's been sneaky and like so Mm. clever how the evil one works and like this, oh, you don't need to do that. You're so tired. You can just, you know, get to that another time. But if the more that I'm disciplined, the more that I thrive Mm. and um, it can be very easy to just kind of slip into a lack of discipline and a lack of a prayer life and a lack of personal development as a human um, because there's no one looking over your shoulder or watching you or you might not have the opportunity to get out and spend time with your friends as much or you mm-hmm. might not um, you know be able it, it doesn't show up right away that lack of order and discipline and um, personal growth but it does show up in the long run and I think that that's what's important is like motherhood is all about the end game it really is like you're you're raising souls Mm -hmm. like you're raising souls and your daily choices do impact them even if the days seem so long and people aren't listening to you like long days with short people Um, (laughs) but it is about the end game and I think the same is true of our spiritual lives of the little choices that we make on the daily will hugely impact our, our happiness, even mm-hmm. our health of body, mind, and soul, um, and the joy of our families as well. Like it's true, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And a wife without order, I think is an unhappy wife. Mm. Um, and I think that we can do a great service to ourselves of learning discipline. And I'm saying this to myself <laughs> more than anyone else, because it's still not something that I've mastered. Um, but I see the need for it. And by the grace of God, that that's something that I will grow in. It's just one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Just just choose to be disciplined. Just do what it takes to be disciplined, and you will mm-hmm. be. Um, yeah, but just an encouragement of just do it. That's, just be ordered. Be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Okay, let me go ahead and close this in prayer. Mm-hmm. Uh, dear Lord, thank you so much for this time today to chat. I thank you for all the women listening today. I pray um, that in their tiredness and exhaustion, mm-hmm. um, And if they feel like they might be falling into um, just, you know, trudging through the day, that, um, that Lord, that you would just uh, give them the grace and that they would have the courage to ask for the grace they need. And, Lord, um, that we would all just be able to choose joy and um, choose to live a life of joy in you, um, even in uh, the mundane and repetitive tasks of our day. 
Um, Lord Jesus, in a special way, we pray for all of the moms that are uh, working from home Mm -hmm. as well and those that leave for work, um, that you would give them the grace to get through their work days and um, also be able to just love their children and uh, be able to find that that balance. Um, And Jesus, we love you and we pray all this in your holy name. Amen. Amen. friends. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Sarah as much as I did. I love, love, love what she was saying about um, just bringing order and self-discipline into our lives. And I loved what she said about raising souls and how our daily choices really impact our own health and happiness, but also our family life. Um, I just want to encourage you all this week to really put prayer in your daily schedule. And um, I know sometimes it's crazy, (laughs) and even if it means just being surrounded by the craziness of your kiddos who won't nap today, (laughs) um, we need it. Um, Sometimes for me, it means sitting in my kid's room while they run around crazy, and I'm sitting on their bed uh, just reading a chapter of scripture, and then maybe I can choose something, a verse that speaks to me that I can kind of cling to throughout the day. Um, It's so important. Um, As a mom, now more than ever, we need that daily time with Jesus, so let's make it happen. Uh, Until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.